Did you ever wonder why some people receive their healing and others don't? Why some have signs and wonders following them, but others don't? Then this episode entitled, The Few That Break Through, Part 2, is for you. Because we're going to answer this question as we learn key lessons from a crippled man and his four friends. Welcome to the Be Healed Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett. And the purpose of this podcast is to help you encounter the truth of God's Word about healing. When we encounter God's Word, we encounter Him. And when we encounter Him, we encounter the healing of our spirits, souls, and bodies. So many throughout the world are receiving God's healing power and experiencing God's goodness at a whole new level. Get ready to receive the blessing Jesus Christ suffered and died for you to have. It's time for you to be healed. Hey everyone, great to be with you today. Thank you for joining. I want to tell you that I'm excited about this message because I believe it's going to be used of God to bring you to your breakthrough. That this message is going to encourage your faith, it's going to answer questions. And it's going to help you to stand on God's healing promises for you. In episode number seven, it's part one of this series called The Few Who Break Through. We covered the idea and the reality that many people have not overcome their sickness and disease, and that many people have not broken through into the healing promises of God. And the result is that a lot of people's faith gets discouraged. They become disheartened and they become filled with doubt and they wind up never receiving the healing that God so desires for them to have. But we also saw that this was not an indication of the will of God, but rather it was an indication that somehow we may be falling short of the fullness of God's desire to heal us. We saw that God has two kinds of promises that are revealed in the Word of God. One type are conditional promises. The other are unconditional promises. We covered that the unconditional promises, there's no responsibility of man to do anything. And a great example of this is the provision that God loves us and that He sent Jesus Christ to the earth to suffer and to die for us. This is an unconditional promise of God, the unconditional love of God. However, we also saw that salvation and healing were part of the group of what's called conditional promises of God, in that salvation, for example, is provided to whosoever would believe, as revealed in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16. So it required faith to access the grace of God. And we also saw that the nation of Israel needed faith and required faith to apprehend and occupy the promised land that God had already covenanted to give them. But they had to go into a land and overcome obstacles and overcome difficulties to lay hold of what God has for them. In this episode number eight, this part two of The Few Who Break Through, we're going to look at a powerful example of this truth and how it forever changed a crippled man and his four friends. So let's go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, and we're going to look at this account of God healing a crippled man. And I'm going to go ahead and read the account, and then we'll kind of break out some key lessons that we can take and apply to our own lives even today. 
Okay, Luke chapter 5, verse 17. It reads, Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Now the text goes on to describe that the Pharisees were reasoning within themselves and thought Jesus was blaspheming because only God could forgive sins. But Jesus, in verse 22, it says, But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Well, I want to also read the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, which is Mark's account of the same story. And it says in verse 1, And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together, so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And Mark's account again goes on to describe how Jesus Christ healed him. So I'd like to look at some key lessons or key thoughts that emerge from this account from the Word of God. And the first thing I want to share with you may seem small, but it's very big. And it's this. They heard that Jesus was in the house. They heard that Jesus was present, that they could somehow get to him, that they could go and encounter him. They heard that Jesus was in a place And they must have known something about Jesus to say, we need to go where he is. We need to go into his presence. We need to meet him. We need to get to him. There must have been some level of faith that was operating that caused them to begin to think, I've got to move from where I am to where he is. I've got to take action. I can't stay here. I'm not going to wait for Jesus to come to my house. I'm going to get where he is. (laughs) I'm going to pursue him. You know, a lot of people are very passive. They're not very active or aggressive in going after their healing. Yes, they ask God to heal him or they ask God to heal her, but There's not the type of movement or activity that says, I've got to go where Jesus is. I want to let you know that you've got faith that's able to heal you 
When you begin to say, I'm going to take action and go where Jesus is. Now, some people may be thinking, well, Pastor Steve, that was when Jesus was on the earth, but he's not here on the earth today. Well, praise God. We can encounter Jesus through his word. The Bible says we can encounter him. We can commune with him. We can partake of him. And his Holy Spirit is here on the earth. And Jesus is just as much present in the spirit here as he was then. In fact, I believe that a lot of people, unfortunately, are no longer going to churches or packing up their bags and saying, I've got to get to the house of God because maybe they think that Jesus isn't there. Well, if you're in a Bible-believing church, if you're in a church that's alive and the Holy Spirit is moving there, it is just like Jesus being in the house back then. I mean, I recall one Sunday, it was so clear that Jesus was among us as we were worshiping and preaching the word. And I perceived that it was as if Jesus was just going through each pew, just wanting to touch people, to heal them, and to comfort them. I remember there was an aged woman there in the pews, and she received it. She believed it. She was in the house of God, and she came a few days later and shared a testimony with me that she had for many years problems within her breasts of having cysts and various other complications. And she had just gone for a mammography, and she said that they wanted to see her for more tests. She received that Jesus was right there in the house. She received that he was going through the pews, and she received her healing. She went back to the doctors. They checked her breasts, and for the first time in 12 or 13 years, she was completely free of all evidence of any problem within her breasts. This is the kind of reality that comes when we believe that Jesus is there in the house, that he's present, that he's ready to move. Well, what happened after they heard he was in the house was that they said, we've got to go there. But there's a bit of a problem. The man was a cripple and he couldn't get there by himself. And so the Bible describes in Mark that four men carried him. I, I want to tell you that this speaks volumes to me because there are many people who will say, I can't get where Jesus is. I can't get there. I have this problem. I have this challenge. I have that challenge. I can't get a ride. I can't do this. I can't do that. The reality is that this man was crippled and there must have been some unction from, from someone that said, I've got to figure out how to overcome my challenge, my obstacle, my difficulty. I've got to get where Jesus is at. And I thank God for these four men, these four friends, because the Bible says that they carried him. They carried him in Mark chapter 2, verse 3. It says, then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. You know, I wonder how far did they carry the man? Was it a few feet or was it more realistically much further than that? Was it maybe even miles that these four men carried this crippled man? Could you see the picture? They're carrying him. They're bringing him. He cannot get there himself. I tell you, I believe God will always provide the, in quotes, four men. He will always provide a way. 
to answer your hunger to get to Him. He will always provide a way to be able to get you to be where Jesus is at. There is no difficulty, there is no obstacle that God will not get through and provide a way to get you through the difficulty that you may have to get to Jesus. Now, the place where they were at, the Bible says in Luke chapter uh, 5, verse 17, it says that Jesus was there and he was teaching. And the Pharisees and teachers of the law were there. And it says they had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And Mark describes that there was no room to receive them, not even near the door. So here's more of this picture that you've got these four men carrying a crippled man. We don't know how far and how long. They finally get there and they can't get in. They can't get in. They're so close and they can't get to Jesus. They want to lay the man at the feet of Jesus, but they can't get there. They can't get through the door. It's packed. The scripture says in Luke chapter 5 verse 17, it says, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Mark chapter 2 verse 2 says he preached the word to them. Oh, I believe that inside that house, you have the teaching and the preaching of the word of God taking place, and the power of the Lord is present to heal them. These men want to get to the power of the Lord that is present to heal them. After all this journey, they're determined, though they hit the obstacle that they cannot bring the man to Jesus, they decide to overcome the difficulty again. And they break through the roof. It says in Luke chapter 5, verse 19, and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. These men are determined. Not only did they get there, they're determined to get the encounter with Jesus their faith was hoping for. And so they climbed this house, and the Bible says that they busted through the roof. They removed the tiling. Could you imagine being inside the house? You would hear the noise, maybe dust and and pieces of of clay and and limestone were falling. Uh, They were busting through it. And I love the reality that Jesus was teaching the word of God. The power of the Lord was present to heal them right there in the room. And he's letting these men bust through the roof. He's letting them in their determination break through the barrier, to break through the difficulty, but to break through the obstacle, to get to Jesus. I believe Jesus must have been overjoyed to think and see and know that these men were on the roof to come to him. Oh, it's so exciting to know that they were breaking through a roof. You see, their attitude was nothing is stopping us from getting to Jesus. My brothers and sisters, that is the kind of faith that healing breaks through. Many people don't break through 
because they hit obstacles, they hit challenges, and their attitude is not strong. Their faith is not strong enough to say, we don't care. We're going to climb the house. We're going to break through the roof. We're getting to Jesus no matter what. I mean, I'm wondering what the other people in the house were thinking about hearing the ruckus on the roof as they were breaking through. In Mark chapter 2, verse 4, it says, So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. This must have been a big hole in the roof because they fit not only the paralytic, but the bed that he was lying on. And it says here in verse 5 something that is powerful, something I believe God wants us to know. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. I, w- I want to say this statement again. It says, when Jesus saw their faith. Some people may be thinking, how is it possible to see someone's faith? The answer is simple. It's through their action. It's by what they do. Many people would say it's impossible to see air, yet we can see air moving. It's called wind, and it always has an impact. It moves trees, it blows leaves around, it moves things. Faith is like this. Faith that is stagnant, faith that does not act, cannot be seen, it does not move. But faith that gets four friends to carry you to the place where Jesus is, Faith that causes them to climb the side of the house, get to the top of the roof. Faith that causes them to break up the tiles, create a hole big enough to lay down your friend to get to Jesus is faith, my brothers and sisters, that can be seen. This is the kind of faith that God desires for us to have. It's the kind of faith that brings healing. Now, how many people? would break through roofs to get to Jesus. How many people are that hungry? Makes me think of a story that I was told about a woman who was blind in Africa. And Reinhard Bunke, a very powerful evangelist of the Lord who just recently has gone to be with Jesus, and they were holding a crusade. And this woman was over 100 miles away from where Reinhard Bunke's crusade was going to be. Well, story as it was accounted to me was that the woman being blind traveled by herself 100 miles to get to the crusade. She persevered to get there. She had so much faith that every step in her blindness in that darkness was worth it because she knew she had to get where Jesus was going to be. And she went there and the story said that she got to the crusade early. No one was there, but the tent was up. And when she walked through the barrier of the tent and she put her first step inside, that woman received her sight. My brothers and sisters, there are many who could break through, but don't because they allow the circumstances to hold them back and their faith has not matured to the point that says, I'm going to lay hold of what God has done for me. It's vital that we live lives where Jesus can see our faith. 
we're going to look in the future about the many times Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Let it be according to your faith. And so it was in this account, in Luke and Mark, and also in Matthew, that this man who was crippled received the forgiveness of his sins, and he received the healing of his body. Some say they are too sick to go to church, but I've not heard many people say they're too sick to go to the doctor. It's time that we never say, I'm too sick to go to Jesus, but rather we should say, I'm so sick that I have to get to Jesus, no matter what. So I want to leave you with this encouragement that we're not just to be hearers of the word, but we are to be doers of the word. In James' letter, he said, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? The Bible describes that faith without works is dead in James chapter 2. This is an hour when we now can begin to repent and say, Lord, I believe that you are present. I believe that your word is present. I believe that your Holy Spirit is present. I believe that when I come to you and encounter you, I shall be healed. And no matter what difficulty, people, the devil, circumstances throw at you, you can say, I'm coming, Jesus. I believe, Jesus. I'm going to press through, Jesus. I'm coming. My faith shall prevail. And you shall be one of them that break through. Though thousands upon ten thousands may not break through, you will break through because you've decided to bust through the roof to get to Jesus. Will you make the decision right now? Don't wait till tomorrow. Say, Lord, I don't care what failures, difficulties I've experienced in the past. Lord, I'm coming to you through my prayer. Lord, my prayer is reaching you. I will reach you, Jesus. And I won't let anything stop me. Let your faith so soar. Let it rise. Let it break through every obstacle. And I'm sharing with you with great faith that God's healing power is going to break through and reach you and meet you. And you will be healed. Take your eyes off circumstances. Put them on Jesus. Because that encounter with Jesus is going to be life-changing forevermore. So in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare, Lord, that those who are hearing and listening to my voice, Lord, that they're going to make a decision to break through the barriers no matter what difficulty they may have had. Lord, I declare this is a new day. I declare in the name of Jesus that they will believe and receive that, Lord, you shall see our faith breakthrough at whole new levels. I declare healing upon those listening. I declare healing now. I declare the sickness and disease to depart from them in the name of Jesus. We declare we choose faith in the name of Jesus and we command all sickness, disease, and weakness to depart from us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. 
I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.